I'm Nate Carter, and in today's Cornerstone Connection, we are going to unpack one of the most beautiful and profound and theologically significant passages in all of Scripture. It's in the book of John, chapter 1. We're starting a new gospel today in our Bible reading plan. And if you're not part of that plan, I encourage you to jump on in and join with us because it's been a great journey. Now, the beginning of John chapter 1 begins with these words that I'm, I'm sure you know. In the beginning was the Word. Now, that word, Word, is so significant. It's so uh, packed with meaning. The, the Word itself uh, in, implies so many different significant things. It, it implies at its core the, the very purpose and, uh, and the reason for, for God's creation act at all. It's, it's everything that God intended to do in creation is the word. It, it, another way to understand it is, is perhaps even to translate it voice. One translation of the scripture begins, before time itself was measured, the voice was speaking. And I love that too, because the word describes something that uh, is the purpose and the meaning behind God's creation, but voice implies that it's a personal, um, it's a personal aspect of God. It's, it's the, the very voice of God, the essence of who God is, of what he's doing, and it's being spoken to us. In fact, as it says, the, as John begins, he talks about the creation of the world itself. And we know that God created the world by speaking it into being. It's his voice that initiates the cosmos. Before time itself was measured, the voice was speaking. The voice was and is God. This celestial word, there's the word again. This celestial word remained ever present with the creator. His speech shaped the entire cosmos. Immersed in the practice of creating, all things that exist were birthed in him. So here we are, we're recognizing the creator, the God that created all things. His breath filled all things with a living, breathing light, a light that thrives in the depths of darkness, blazes through murky bottoms. It cannot and will not be quenched. So we move from word to light. A man named John who was sent by God was the first to clearly articulate the source of this light. This baptizer put in plain words the elusive mystery of the divine light so all might believe through him. Some wondered whether he might be the light, but John was not the light. He merely pointed to the light. The true light who shines upon the heart of everyone was coming into the cosmos. So now we begin to see that the light, the very light that is God, the Father, is now revealing himself in Jesus, the Son. Verse 10, he entered our world, a world he made, yet the world did not recognize him. To me, that's one of the saddest verses in scripture, that the very God that made the world was not recognized as he took on human flesh. Even though he came to his own people, they refused to listen and receive him. But here's the promise, here's the good news. But for all who did receive and trust him, he gave them the right to be reborn as children of God. He bestowed this birthright, not by human power or initiative, but by God's will. 
And so here we see the very purpose of John's gospel, that, that all would, would believe and trust in him and then be reborn as children of God. It's the idea of rebirth. John is the one that, uh, that gives the account of Jesus meeting with, with Nicodemus. We're going to get to it in a couple of chapters and learning about being born again and that we all have the opportunity if we will listen and receive Jesus, if we will receive his word, if we will receive his light, we have the opportunity to be born again. And in these few beautiful verses, we understand the whole purpose of John's gospel. He's pointing people to the word, to the voice, to the light, to the very God creator who has shown himself and revealed himself in human form as Jesus the Son, so that we would listen and respond and be reborn. Ordinarily, I like to have something for you to take home as a uh, as an application, but I think for today, it's just to savor this beautiful chapter, to read it slowly, and to receive Jesus again as the very God, the very, the very creator of all things, who is him, himself, Jesus, the Son of God, the Word made flesh, the light of the world that's come into the darkness and now resides in us who have received him. Receive it today. Receive it again. Experience it again. We'll see you next time on the Cornerstone Connection.